Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Bible students, if anybody should ask you, how many times was it recorded in the Bible that Jesus wept? What would be your answer? Huh? Two? Two? Huh? Actually, I believe that um, we'll find it in three occasions. The first occasion happened to be recorded in the book of John, chapter 11, verse 35. The shortest verse in the Bible simply says, Jesus wept. Now, I believe also that the Bible writers could have actually created more short past verses in the scriptures. Jesus died. Another one, Jesus rose. The thing about this is this, huh? at the occasion when he was told about Lazarus, that Lazarus had died, the Bible says that he went to the hometown of Lazarus, and there he met with Martha and Mary. And while the mourners were crying and so on and so forth, Jesus went by the graveside and he said, you know, show me where he laid, and they showed him. And one thing that is there is that after this particular incident of him shedding tears, the Jews around said something that actually one would say is quite meaningful for the first time. Well, the Jews, not the Pharisees and Sadducees, the Jews. Oh, see how he loved him. See how he loved Lazarus. Another occasion is what actually we have read now, in which the Lord saw Jerusalem and With the attention of the people around him, he actually looked upon the city and he saw beyond that particular time and he wept over Jerusalem. Another one which actually is not so emphasized in the Gospels is about his experience in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, you want to say, Pastor, the Bible says that he sweated, and the sweat that came from his body were like drops of what? Blood. But let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Hebrews 5, 7 says, Who, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was hurt because of his godly fears. This is referring to the prayer at Gethsemane. You may not actually agree with me, but it doesn't matter. This also happened As we look into the scriptures today to see our master, our savior, 
the one who came to save us, weep over Jerusalem. I believe sincerely it should touch us deeply. When you see a child crying in public, you know that some, definitely someone has actually done something wrong to that child. Or that child is crying because he's been denied of something that he was actually trying to demand for. The sight of children crying in the public is actually not something so new, so strange. When you see a woman, a grown-up woman, crying in public, what actually do you feel? I believe that your heart will draw to that person and you will think about, hey, something awful must have happened. Maybe a sorrowful event. But when you see a grown-up man cry in public, it brings you uh, into much of attention to say that what could have happened that a grown man like this would be crying in public? Our Lord Jesus Christ wept in public. The one of Lazarus was in the public. The one in Gethsemane was actually private in the sense that it was alone with God. But the one over Jerusalem happened really in public. We need to actually understand something that this cannot be isolated from what really started with him entering Jerusalem in a triumphant way. Jesus Christ had prepared himself for this. Probably the last week of his public appearance in doing what actually he knew best to, to do. To go and do good. To preach to people about the kingdom. And while he was riding on the ass that was given to him, a cold of an ass, the joy that was expressed by the people around him, especially his disciples, was more than anything else that one ever had seen in them. And then crowds started gathering. People came around and they were rejoicing with him, knowing fully well that they had benefited from the miracles that he performed. They joined in and were shouting and praising God. And as they were singing unto the Lord, happy, joyous, overwhelmed with gladness, the joy spoilers came. Who happened to be the joy spoilers? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the leaders of the temple. How come they could not actually see one event in the life of Jesus Christ that they should actually hold their peace? No. Instead of holding their peace, they spoke out. Tell your disciples to shut up. I believe that indeed 
when they said something about teacher, huh? teacher, tell your disciples to hold their peace. It wasn't in a loving manner. It was in a harsh manner. And Jesus beholding them looked upon them. You people will never change. I thought that you'd be happy with me. Once in your life, you should be happy. What is going on is so different. Instead of shouting at these people, and when they said what they said, you know what? Jesus Christ replied to them, if this ones will keep quiet, what will happen? Stones will cry out. Stones will cry out. And there, Jesus was provoked to actually reveal something to them. Oh, Jerusalem. Do you know the meaning of Jerusalem? I know that Jerusalem is also called the city of what? Of God. But actually, the meaning of Jerusalem is city of peace. City of peace. Oh, the city of peace will soon be thrown into chaotic situation that the peace that you think you have will be taken from you. Why? Because you are going to lay your hands on the prince of peace and peace will be far from you. But you see, Jesus Christ did not say this in order to say to them, you deserve it. Uh-uh. He was not in any way wanting to make them to know that because they had done this against him, therefore they will be punished and they will deserve that punishment and the punishment will actually make them to know that the atrocities they passed on many servants of God will be met on them. No. He wept. He wept because he loved them. He wept because the city of God, Zion, will be molested by foreigners. Now, what lessons can we learn from this? I believe the first lesson is actually this, that Jesus Christ revealed himself in this occurrence. He revealed the totality of himself that truly he was God incarnate. What do we mean by that? God in the flesh. Fully God. Fully human. So what actually was written concerning him in the book of Hebrews that we have a high priest who has actually gone through what we, have, we are also going through can actually be revealed to us vividly that Jesus Christ was in the flesh and the flesh had a way of showing itself. He wept. God cannot weep. But God in the flesh wept for us. The weeping that he wept that actually uh, the, the tears he shared was not for self 
interest. It wasn't in any way for himself. It was for us. The Lord Jesus Christ made us to understand that the compassion that can be felt for foolish people can actually be seen in him. Oh, the rebelliousness of the people was so great. They showed their foolishness in not understanding who this Messiah truly is. They read their, Bible, their, 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 their Old Testament books. They were knowledgeable concerning religious matters, but they couldn't see Jesus Christ in it. Do you know that a lot of folks may actually be coming to church regularly, but we have missed the fact that Jesus Christ is always present in our gathering, where two or three are gathered in my name. I will be there. We come to church, but we don't believe it. Same thing. How foolish and ignorant many of us are. The tears of Jesus Christ was actually for the rebellious people. Secondly, his tears were tears of love for all sinners. For all sinners. I would like for us to actually go through Matthew 23. Matthew 23 verse 37. Matthew 23 verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers his chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Children of God, this is love expressed in the manner that we should actually sit down to think about it. The love of God for sinners. When a sinner is sinning, he may not know that he's actually doing something wrong. But when attention is taken to that particular thing that he has done wrong, I believe that that sinner should sit down to really think about correcting himself. But no, no. As the Lord Jesus Christ has done these people good, what actually did they do back? They paid him evil. As he showed love to them, what did they show to him? Hate. As he actually wanted to gather them together, seeking for them to bring them together, what did they do? They scattered like sheep without a shepherd. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But praise be to the Lord God Almighty, that as many as will receive him, he has actually given the power to become children of God. Now, verse 30, 39 of um, John, I mean Matthew 23 has something to say, which I believe uh, will be for our good. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What does that tell you? 
you shall see me no more. Children of God, there are so many people revolting against the church of God today. People who are killing Christians because they believe that we are just a nuisance in the world. They will do anything in order to get rid of us. But if they do not bow here, they will bow where? In heaven. You shall see me no more. I tell you, you shall see me no more. Until you actually come to see me in my glory and you'll be able to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It makes me to remember what Saul did against the church. Saul attacked the church, attacked anybody who actually put faith in Jesus Christ and would proclaim him. And in, in Acts chapter 9 verse 4, let's see what actually uh, we have there. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting the church? Uh-uh. Why are you persecuting me? Then the promise was actually given to, to, to Saul in verse 5. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. It is hard for you to want to destroy the church of God because whoever actually lays his hands on the church of God is fighting against Jesus Christ himself. I pray that the Boko Haram people will know this. I pray that the ISIS will know this. I pray that whoever will want to stand against the church of God will come to realize this, that you can never win against God. The time will come when you must accept that which you have rejected. The unfortunate thing is that it will be too late. The church should guide against wanting to take vengeance by themselves. The Lord God Almighty is fighting for us. The Lord God Almighty showed by his tears the love he has for sinners. And lastly, he wept because the end of every unrepentant sinner will be worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. He wept because the end of an unrepentant sinner will be by far worse than one can think of. Children of God, it is not about coming to church that actually you think you are saved. You may come to church, which is good, which is good, but salvation does not lie in going to church to worship. How many people do you see on the night, on the watch night of um, December 31st going to January 1? 
How many people do you see in church? A lot of people flock the church. Almost every church building is packed with people wanting to say that I will welcome the new year in the house of the Lord. But that does not bring salvation. It is good to be baptized, but baptism by itself does not save. It is good to eat the Lord's Supper, but that also by itself does not save. It is good to be a moral, morally sound person. Wonderful. Oh, you'll be free of so many diseases, but that may not, will not actually bring you salvation. It is good for you to be so religious, more than even the Pharisees and the Sadducees and whatever, but religiosity can never actually bring salvation to you. It is good to do the works that the Holy Spirit should give Christians to do. Miracles. Performing miracles and so on and so forth. But that also does not guarantee salvation. Salvation is a gift. Not a reward. John 3.16, which is a memory verse for the uh, for Sunday school today. Huh? For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. Salvation is a gift, not a reward. If you reject the gift from a giver, what are you saying? I have no interest in you. But when you receive a gift from a giver with joy, that is acceptance. You are accepting the giver and his gift. God has so much loved us that he has given us Jesus. And as I said before, and it's written in John chapter 1, verse 12, says that as many as received him, he has given the power, the authority, the right to become what? Children of God. Salvation is a gift. And anyone who rejects Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior has rejected God who is the giver. And sincerely, the tears of Jesus Christ are for these people. Why? God is not interested in the death of a sinner. He has no interest. His delight is actually in the death of saints who have accepted him. He delights in our returning home. Why? Because we have done our best to please him here on earth. So I want to say this to everyone seated here. Please, if you have not truly accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are just doing follow, follow to church. Uh, maybe you're staying with Christian um, people and they, they, they say that nobody should stay in the house and therefore they, 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 they put you in the car and drove you to church and then you are here. Uh, I want to plead with you. This Jesus is real. This Jesus is God. This Jesus has actually put on your nature before. But one thing that is different about him and us is that he knew no sin. Nothing sinful will actually be associated with him. 
And therefore, as your God, as your maker, and as the one that you return to, oh, please, don't let those tears of his be in vain concerning you. I pray for Nigeria that Nigeria will not know what this people in Jerusalem knew at the time when Jesus Christ was speaking it actually stayed for 40 years before it happened 40 good years when the Romans came upon Jerusalem and they flattened everything in Jerusalem including the temple lives were lost the streets were actually rolling with blood Jesus saw this he said oh what you're doing to me is nothing is Jesus weeping over Nigeria bloodshed everywhere human kidnapping huh? we see greed we see selfishness even yesterday it was exhibited selfishness greed name it may the tears of christ never be in vain concerning you and me in jesus name thank you for listening we hope you were blessed ikoi baptist church is a bible believing church located at five to seven latif jackande road in ikoi of lagos state nigeria you can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.